Hey, welcome back to another day, another vlog. Big show. Uh, not going to talk about anything on the channel today. We have tech, 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 tech. Overnight, we had the Canon show, the R3 finally released, the Apple event, Razer event, and some other stuff. So I'm just going to get straight into it. Otherwise, I'll go over the 30-minute recording time. I don't want to miss out. Now, I've tried to highlight it down to, I guess, try not to go too in-depth. Obviously, we'll go into Canon stuff first. We've already talked about all the specs. The specs are locked in. We knew what it looked like. Everything on that side is pretty much locked. You probably already know about it, so I'm not going to sort of bother you too much of that. The last thing that sort of what was added yesterday was that 6K at uh, 60 frames a second, which is pretty darn amazing for the video. The video was something they kept in their back pocket and uh, that was actually really good and sounds cool. Now, let's go into what we learned a little bit more last night. Now, obviously, we finally got to see some of the reviewers do some of their stuff and get some of their notes, which is pretty darn handy. Uh, it is obviously a pro-level camera. Uh, the price is locked in. We know that 6,000 US, about 8,000, I think it's $8,300 on DigiDirect for pre-order. Uh, the lenses are on pre-order already on DigiDirect. The accessories are not available to November. Uh, so that's the adapter hot shoe, the new Canon mic microphone that goes in the hot shoe, so you don't need any cords going down to your microphone input. And also the speed light uh, transmitter, so you can control multiple speed lights um, or light your lighting systems. So they are not till November, so we're not going to be able to get prices or any more information or if they're any actually any good. Now also, which is strange, uh, the 100 to 400 and that 16mm 2.8 lens, both, all the reviewers could only do a hands-on. So there's obviously an embargo for, a, for a, just basically a touchy-feely one, and then we're not going to actually see what those lenses are like until another week later. So week generally I think it is they normally go seven days in between to try and keep the momentum going for the for the advertising stuff so we did get the same hands on and look they from what they look like they look really good it's, it, you can't tell anything out of a lens just by holding it like it's like a camera you can show the functions and form factor and bits and pieces but a lens is just a just a bit of plastic so look obviously we know they're plastic they're not a L series but uh, Gordon Lang did say they actually are really good and he was pretty impressed with them for the price range and that's really, really good. Now, they, had, <clears throat> they are pre-order. I know DigiDirect has got them on pre-order. Um, I've put down for the 100 to 400 mil, so I want to get that one. That's gonna I'm going to uh, sell my 70 to 300 and that's image stabilized and I'm going to upgrade to that one, uh, which is image stabilized as well. I think it's going to be perfect. No adapter, straight on the camera to match the 24, my 24 to 105, then I'll have the uh, 100 to 400, which will be magic. Now that'll, that can also use the one and a half times and the two times to go out to 800. So pretty darn special. So very, very cool for me, for my travel vlogs and my landscape photos. So that's cool. 16 mil again, same thing. It is roughly, he did say roughly the same size as the 50 mil. Uh, so guess if you've got a 50 mil, the 50 mil, I think it's a 1.8. Uh, you basically know what you're going to have in your hands. Other than that, image-wise and quality, we're not going to get those tests again for another week. So I thought they would have probably 
we already sort of knew them, but I guess they hadn't been announced. We knew more about the R3, so I guess. Anyway, look, that R3, every review I looked at, I, I went through a bit of a wide spectrum to get a bit of an idea, and everyone was actually really impressed with the camera. Uh, we're talking from 30 frames a second, the sounds when that thing's going. Uh, just go watch Gordon Lang's video. He does an amazing job. He's actually a really, really good reviewer for camera stuff. Uh, 30 frames a second, that's uh, electronic, is just insane. It's just like, just crazy stuff. Even the tr And then he drops it down to, to the other two stages, to the mechanical, which is 12 frames a second. Even that's pretty darn good. But the 30 frames is pretty darn amazing. Now, one thing I got did get out of him was that it'll do one eight thousandths of a second mechanical. And electronic, it'll go up to one sixty-four thousandths of a second. So if you are shooting high-speed stuff, and that's probably going to be good for like uh, sports like downhill skiing, race cars, uh, anything where it's super high-speed drags or anything like that, uh, that sixty-four thousand just to freeze that moment uh, is a that's a pretty impressive. Uh, your speed in it 164,000 that's, that's pretty darn cool so that's that's good uh, now internal timer it'll do one second up to 99 I'm pretty sure that's uh, the same on all the R models so that's pretty cool all your bowl mobs and stuff now there's four different choices of AF uh, he runs through and he's pretty impressed by the whole lot he's so that was that was good to hear you've got your joystick you've got that uh like little led joystick as well so you've got a manual joystick you can move it around gives you i guess moderate control and for, for night then you got that little led one which i think come on the r or the r r5 um, and that'll let you shoot across a little bit quicker sort of like a mouse i guess it was the way he explained it, and that actually makes a lot of sense if you think about it that way uh, the screen, obviously the standard screen, and then your eye autofocus. Now, eye autofocus, he couldn't get any visual shots on inside, but he said uh, from his testing of it, it actually worked really well. And that's a matter of basically getting to a location and recalibrating it. Don't calibrate it once, calibrate it twice. And said once you calibrate it twice, uh, he said it was just eerily spot the dog. He could easily jump between subjects uh, and he was doing some motorbike racing. He said, I can easily jump between subjects without even, it really locks on. So very cool in that respect. It sounds like they've been working on it for a long while and they got the tech spot the dog before they even announced it. So look, it uh, looks like that's a bit of a fine tuned beast. But it did say when you first use it, it's sort of, yeah, re recalibrate it twice. Every time he recalibrated twice, that's when it was like, yeah, really good. And then when you get to a spot, it only takes a minute to do a calibration. Quickly run through a couple of minutes. Always plan that into, your, I guess, your workflow, just a couple of minutes of calibrations. But then he said it actually makes a big, big difference sw switching between subjects. So that was pretty cool. Now, so yeah, overall, look, the R3 got a heap of good press. There were, I don't think I've seen a negative all about it. The camera seems amazing. The video is amazing. We, we, we've probably talked about all this. Everyone's seen all the specs before the event. But the video, the uh, quality of the video, that 4K, 120 frames a second. Now, that's cropped down from the 6K, uh, sampled down. 
it's going to be very, very cool. 10-bit internal, raw recording. Uh, downsides, I think the only downsides, realistically, there was a couple I had. Um, one was the, it's a pro camera, and it doesn't have a full-size HDMI. And what was the other one on my notes? Let me just get them for you. Yes, the other one was, uh, there's three things. The other one was weather sealing. Now, I know it's pedantic, but when a company says your product's weather sealed as good as the last camera, and then you go to see what that rating was or what that can do, and there's nothing that says that's as good as the last camera, and it, all it does is just keeps saying it's as good as the last and last. I, I know it's really well weather sealed. I just find it strange that every other single technology has an IP rating. There's a high IP rating. Apple, we're going to talk about IP ratings with Apple with the watch, uh, the new watch. Um, every Your phone is, my iPhone 12 is IP68. It means I can take it under the water for three meters for 30 minutes. There's ratings. You, it gives you, a, a, I guess, if I'm going to go out, and there's a lot, a lot of landscape photographers that go out, it's either humid, rain, get starts raining, or we shoot in the rain or near the ocean so you get splashed. There's a lot of times a camera gets wet. Um, Olympus is probably the, one of the best weather sealed. I've seen, I think, Jared Poland take one of theirs, the last models, into a shower, under the shower, and it was fine. But I just, just don't know why they don't give you some sort of a waterproof rating. Like, And all you have to say, I mean, obviously you've got lenses that screw on and off, and you just have a caveat with an L-series lens that's weather sealed. You're going to have this rating with any third parties. Basically, it's not covered, uh, but with our L-series lens, it'll be this rating. With our standard line of RF lenses, it'll be this rating. With EF, this rating. I think they can do it. I think it's just a little bit lazy. And I guess they just just rely on existing customers to say how good it is. And look, I've had a 1DX Mark II and it was fantastic. I had no, no problems with that. Um, and you can obviously see the, how good it's built. I've held the 1DX Mark III. It's built to last. I know that, but it's just a little bit strange. So I was a little bit, that's the only other one I had. Um, and the other, oh, sorry, the last one was it's CF NSD card. Now, was in the chat room with the boys at Ingaf and they're uh, video centric more than probably me and a little bit higher level without a doubt. But with the speeds with that 10 bit uh, and raw recording, obviously that CF Express is there for its speed. Um, why would you put the SD card in then? Like I, I can understand sort of, it's sort of like they're sitting on the fence. If you, if you need that speed out of the CF Express, then put two CF Express so you've got a backup there for the people using that. So why are you gonna, if you, especially a professional, you wanna have backups. Um, I don't know why you'd wanna backup to a smaller format. Um, SD cards as well, uh, we all know they're going up to higher speeds. They, they change the regulations and they're gonna be going up to higher speeds equivalent to the CF Express cards what they are currently now. Now the CF Express might go up as well, which make them even faster, but at the moment, the SD cards we know are already moving towards that, that level at CF Express, so do we need both? Um, and if we need the CF Express to run that video and run that speed for that camera, because that's what it's gonna push out, well then why would you put a substandard 
SD card slot in there and just make a dual CF Express. Now my my and and yeah, and that's sort of that. If you're gonna do that, you might as well just put one CF Express in and then just put make it USB C so you can go straight to SSD. Uh, and let's record to that, which is gonna be a lot. If you're gonna do a lot of video stuff, you're not gonna realistically be out in the weather, so you could record straight to SSD. Um, but yeah, that, that's all was mine. I have a great, well, why would you do both? They did it on the R5, and it copped a lot of flack for that, and then it looks like they continued, and I don't know, I'd love to understand. If you know why, let me know below why they have a two different format cards in there when one's actually a lesser beast if that makes any sense but look canon fantastic it was great uh everyone was happy went off out of hitch no dramas no one complained there was no overheating issues or none of that uh r3 was a as, i'd have to put it down as a massive success for the whole release the build-up the release and everything it said it was going to do it looks like it's going to do it so look fantastic on that regard so canon's done a great job for this uh product launch can't wait to get me 100 to 400. Now, quickly shoot over, Aperture has announced they've got an event for, for lighting. So if you're into your video or even into your studio stuff, they've got some new lights coming out on the 16th. So go check that out and set your reminder on YouTube. GoPro has finally announced the GoPro 10, 16th for the 9th, uh, 2300, so 11, 11 p.m. Australian Eastern Standard Time, nine o'clock WA time, so you'll be able to Get the full guest. We already got pretty much everything that we know about that. Um, look, and I think that's that's a bit of a struggle. I think the GoPro is. Uh, we talked about it. Did talk about it last night in the chat room. The GoPro seems to be in a bit of a struggle mode. They they they're lacking inspiration and innovation. Um, it's the same format. It's got a big processor. It's got a new processor and a little bit up in the five K and it can do faster for uh, slow motion. But other than that, it's pretty much the same model as last year. A little bit weird. Hence, the share price has dropped, dropped out of its pants. It's uh, not real good for the share price of GoPro. They need to find something. I'd love to see them go a bigger format, you know, not that square thing like that. Uh, Insta's got the different models. They've got replaceable lenses. They, they're innovating, they've got different, they give you options, something different to a normal camera. The prices they're charging for the GoPro 10, it's, you know, you're up against an M50. Uh, you're up against a lot of different options. The Insta, there's so much competition in the whole camera market. You really have to have some way to put yourself out and make yourself different, I guess, and, and there. So GoPro needs to, I guess, get that energy back. Um, and I think they can do it. They've got the right tech. I think they keep locking themselves into, we need to be this small. Uh, you don't need to be that small anymore. People can, you can go a little bit bigger and provide a lot better options, uh, some more bigger options. They never fix the screen on the back of it. So there's a lot of things. We'll talk about that when, after that release a little bit more. Razer, the gaming company. Look, that was a really fun show. I got to go in there. It was a live show. Uh, they had competitions going, gaming. It's and it's pointed towards that sort of audience and it was actually really cool um they they did a really good job it's a great show um I, I guess what i got out of it a lot they've got some new chairs new material on their chairs they were punching a lot of merch it's gaming that that that's their market um a couple of good things probably the best thing was that new mouse the basilisk uh looks really good 10 
10 plus one buttons that you can fully infinitely adjust. So you can map your controller to exactly what you want when you want at pressures and, and all sorts of different things you can on that. Obviously RGB as per standard in gaming. Um, and the other big thing on it um, was an optical switch. And obviously a mechanical switch, you go in a metal object and you get that electric going through that, but it's a piece of metal even though thin, uh, it gets a bit of a bounce to it. And so they showed, talked about that, how you get a little bit of bounce and then you can actually get false hits and false shooting um, and stuff like that. When you're in the heat of battle in gaming, uh, that can make a big, big difference. And there's obviously things that features that they put in, but that they then delays the response time. Well, what they've done, they, this optical switch, it's a, it's a laser style switch. So the laser's going all the time and basically a little door comes up and down and cuts that laser. So it's instantaneous. There's no mechanical uh, friction or bounce or anything like that. So it's very clean. It's, I guess it's the difference between analog and digital radio. So radio, you slowly lose signal. Uh, uh, digital, boom, as soon as you go to range, you lose range, which is very annoying. But uh, look, that was the best thing from that. That's 112 bucks Australian, $69 US. Exchange rate, that doesn't make sense because Australian rate is about 73 cents. So... Yeah, it should be under $100. They're, I think the shaft on us there, old razor, so that's a little bit disappointing. It should be a dead straight match, so don't know why that is. Now, other big thing with Razor, they've just set up their worldwide headquarters. It's a three-story building in Singapore. So if you're a gamer and you get, once this COVID crap ever finishes and you want to go and check that out, uh, I'm sure it's going to be a hell of a lot of fun. They'll have all their stuff. It's going to be like an Apple store, I'm going to imagine. I could only imagine, sorry, uh, full of gaming stuff. And I, I'm assuming once you get there, it's going to be packed full of uh, teenagers going nuts and buying stuff and checking out keyboards and mouse and chairs and the whole works. But uh, hey, good on them. Uh, they've got a lot bigger and they're doing very well for themselves. So good on your razor. Rightio, Apple. Whew. Uh, if you read the thumbnail, yeah, disappointment. That's all I could do. I watched it. I started watching it and I actually fell asleep. It was... Uh, Wow. Uh, Apple fan, I was in New York when they released the iPhone, the original one. Crazy ever since uh, I come back and said, as soon as they announced it here and everyone said, what the hell's that? I already had my pre-order in. I was waiting there online when we sort of had line and, and I got it as soon as I could. So big fan of Apple, always have. I love their, oper their operating system is second to none. Microsoft, I cannot stand. Uh, it is woeful. I've got to deal with that at work every day. It is crap. Absolute crap. Um, but look, very disappointing. I'm gonna, I'll go through the negatives, I guess, first, and then we'll come finish off with a positive. I think that's probably a better way to do with it. Um, iPad, new iPad, Generation 9. Uh, A13 chip, new processor. That's pretty much all it is. Uh, gets true tone now, and you can use a pencil, obviously, which I think you could already do. An ISO 15, really nothing in there. Uh, 724 bucks or 20, 29 dollars for it with Wi-Fi with a 256 gig. Um, yeah. Sorry, yeah, it's nothing exciting about that. It's just a, I guess, just a new chip and pretty much it. So that was the iPad. No, no changes to anything else. Oh, I think they changed the camera, but like it's an iPad. Who the hell uses a camera on an iPad? Like, really? 
yeah, that's just insane. But anyway, right, let's go to the other disappointments. The iWatch. Now, I've got I, I, Series 3, I've got the one, which I stupidly paid $1,000 for a stainless steel one, and it's now not worth the value of a band. <laughs> um, I got smart. Uh, I got Series 3 when it went waterproof, and look, big fan of it being waterproof and it's a great watch, but I can't wear it at work. Um, it just does not work, mechanic, mining, anything like that. If you're doing anything physical around your cars or at home, I go G-Shock. Uh, hopefully G-Shock can go some sort of smart watch like all the other watch companies and they get that so I can play music straight out here and I don't have to carry my phone when I go for a run. That is my ideal G-Shock. G but I literally, the only thing different between the Series 3 and that watch they released last night was the bezel is now, it's basically bezel-less and it's a little bit bigger. It's a bigger, bigger body. Uh, it's curved, the glass curves over a bit more, and yeah, wow, that was piss poor, <laughs> really piss poor. Now look, 33% uh, fast charging, it's finally got USB-C, I guess that's a positive, so it's got a USB-C charger for that. Um, they're saying it's the most durable and it's got uh, IP6X rating uh, for dust, or for dirt. Now, I actually looked up that IP6 rating and the official standards. All that means is it won't let dust into the watch. It's not going to affect the scratching of it or anything like that. Uh, you're still going to scratch your glass. It, it's got the best ever glass. and that It's always better glass, a better quality every year. You're going to get that. But you're still not going to go and work with it and go mountain biking. It's going to smash. You're going to smash the glass on it without a doubt. Uh, there's no option there. You're going to have to go and buy one of those cases that fits over the top of your watch to protect you. Uh, let's have a look at it. I think it was like $700 or something crazy for it. So, yeah, look, that was absolutely a waste. It should have been a 6S watch. That's how piss poor I think the watch was. Uh, no new real apps. It was, yeah, I just, look, I found it absolutely uninteresting and I'm an Apple fan, uh, and I've got, I've had multiple Apple watches, and that was just it's not I don't wouldn't even see the benefit of getting that. Uh, it's reduced the um, the screen, so it's obviously always on, but it's reduced that. It's got better battery and all that sort of stuff. But look, it, there was nothing new. Um, they could have got some new shapes out this year. Had a round version. They could have gone. A rugged like a G-Shock version and done their own thing like that. They just not thinking outside the box. They're just locking into that thing. And yeah, it's a good watch, but no one uses the app. So I've had that, as I said, I've had that from the Series One always through, and I've up to the Series Three, and I haven't even needed, apart from the always on, which I'd like, but it's too expensive uh, just to get that feature. It, there's nothing in a watch like you know, the best part about this watch now. Um, Unless you're a full-time sports person and you're using all those things, if you're just a general fat dad like me, uh, you're not going to be using heart, lung, breathing rates and all that crap. It's just, that's a load of rubbish. You've still got to carry your phone with you unless you buy the Wi-Fi one in Australia it's, and, and the reception in Australia is terrible, so you're not going to be able to do anything uh, with that one anyway. 
you can't talk to anyone on the phone. The, the, the quality is crap. Everyone, everyone I've ever talked to on the phone on these uh, whinges and complains that they can't hear me. Uh, so yeah, I think the best thing about it is it's basically like a little old iPod or the iPod Touch where you, it's basically put your music on and you can run. Now they still haven't fixed the Series 3 issue where every time you update, you have to get rid of everything off it, reset it back to normal so you can upgrade the software. That is what they should have fixed. They never mentioned that, of course, uh, and that's the biggest problem with the Series 3, but that's at 200 bucks to buy that. Uh, I wouldn't spend 700 bucks for pretty much always on screen. That's all you're really getting. So look, a little bit disappointing, or not little, it was really disappointing. It was absolutely nothing worth it being a new watch. It was very yeah, dismal. Right, next disappointment, the iPhones. I've got to tell you, uh, I didn't think they'd be that disappointing. Realistically, um, there's, look, A15 Bionic chip, fantastic. It's 40% more powerful. It's got, uh, in the Pro version, there's five cores. Uh, it's got everything. They go from a 5.4 in the Mini to 6.1 inch, and then a 6.7 for the Max. Um, you've got new lenses going down to on the pros you get that wide lens which is your main lens it's f1.5 it's got bigger pixels one 1.9 ums uh pixels so it's going to be better low light so we've got some better low light we've got some better cameras uh we've got some that sensor shift has moved over to all the models as far as i know so that's good fantastic uh the mini and the normal pro 800 uh, nits up to 1200 the pro model and the max a thousand nits that they needed that bit more brightness in it. Cool. They, they're sort of good things. They're not exciting. They're not new. They're not amazing. Uh, but yeah, some good stuff. The new lenses last year in the Max, that was exciting. That was a new thing. Well, that's all they've done is just carry that over to the lower model. So cool. Um, you get some photo styling presets, basically some yeah Lightroom presets built into your phone when you want to do that. Um, and ProRes raw video. Uh, as the boys at uh, Ingaf said last night in their show about it, uh, that is a ton of data, ProRes. It's going to suck heaps and heaps of data, like a thousand uh, megabytes a second. It's just insane. Like no one, that it's hard enough to deal with 4K video on my 16-inch MacBook. I've got a 16-inch MacBook worth six grand here, a year old, uh, I put my 4K footage on there from my iPhone, and if I'm playing a video through with all my everything on it, and I'm just doing my standard videos, which I do at 1080, and then I upscale them to 4K, um, that will not play smoothly throughout the whole timeline on Premiere Pro. So, like you put ProRes audio, you're going up another level with so much more data. It is not going to work. You're going to have to have at least an M1 Mac of some description with lots and lots of RAM to be able to handle ProRes RAW. Uh, no one's gonna, no one using a phone to film a thing is realistically gonna be doing that. Uh, look, yeah, 4K is fantastic, RAW is fine, that's cool, but I, th I think they could have done a lot of better things. Their camera app is terrible, you've got no adjustment. I use Moment, uh, and also there's some other good ones out there that'll give you dual screen stuff. Um, but I hardly ever use, I never use the Apple 
one when I'm using when I'm taking video or shots I'll either use moment which I use for video and photos and I'll use the DJI app when I'm using my OM4 because I can control everything and do the stuff I need to do there so look they could have done that that would have been a lot better battery one and a half hours to two hours extra uh, I don't get a full day out of my 12 Pro and I barely do anything on it apart from like in bits and pieces uh, and my battery in a year is already down to 88% so that's not good it's already lost like 12% of its quality in one in 12 months so <clears throat> battery wise yeah a little bit better look it's gone up to one terabyte of storage and that's because you're going to need it with that ProRes if you start recording that you watch how much it blows your storage completely out of the water uh, crazy um, and that was it <laughs> the notch is 20% smaller nothing else exciting uh, it's got a fancy stainless steel ring, which already we know the 14's looking at going to titanium um, it's because it's lighter. Yeah, look, I yeah, I said disappointing. There's realistically nothing new in there. It is an S model, like the watch. It's just an up. It's got a few little. They push some stuff down from the max, uh, give you a bit more storage, and whack the new processor. I'm sure the processor is fantastic, uh, but there's nothing there. The last, the only good thing in the, the whole phone was cinematic video mode. And what that uh, basically does is, where I'm, should be on focus, because I've got the lens on manual, I'm starting to use it a lot more uh, to make sure it doesn't hunt and dive off on me. So the only thing, if you want to jump from me with focus, because I'm in manual, you can then go to the OM4 and you can go over there and focus on that and you can jump between the two, cinematic mode they call it. So where it's blurry now, and I go to that to focus, then I'll become blurry, sort of like the cinema you move, and it sort of directs you through the scene, I guess. So that's pretty cool. But watching their, even their video during their big performance, it goes bang to bang, bang. It's not a smooth focus pull. Movies have people that sit there with a big dial, focus pull, and it comes nice and smooth, so it goes from focus to here, to just slowly pull you into that, and then that becoming focus. It was hunting, it wasn't hunting, but it jumped. It was like bang to bang to bang. It's not supposed to be an autofocus. It's supposed to be a smooth transition. It's the first iteration of it, so I can expect that. But look, it's good. If they can get that and adjust that speed so it's a smooth and, and or give, again, get the camera settings, get it, give, fix that friggin' camera app, Apple, and make it so we can adjust the speed of that transition in cinematic mode. Then you get some cinema because when it was doing it, every go back and watch the video, you'll see it, it goes bang to bang, to bang, to bang. Not cinema. Uh, you, yeah, you need, you need a bit smooth. So hopefully a little bit up. If they do watch this, they can uh, take that advice and do help them out. So look, that was that. Uh, with a one terabyte, it's 2,569 bucks. Dang, uh, 2780 for the max. That's a lot, a lot of money in it. For nothing really new, uh, the 12 is a better value proposition, I have to say. Now, the only other last thing I want to quickly run on, uh, I know I've probably gone over me half now, so I apologize for that. <laughs> but Apple uh, protection, Apple Care. Went to do that when I was checking out the prices, they've changed it. So it's not like a one set fee for two years. 
Now it's like a uh, subscription service. You pay five bucks a month uh, for, for the Pro uh, phone. When I looked at that, it was 15 bucks a month. You pay that, and as long as you're paying it, you've got protection. It doesn't cut off after two years. So if you're a person that keeps a phone for four years, you can pay you 15 bucks a month. That includes loss and theft for the iPhones. The iPads and the watch, I, didn't, I don't think they had it. They, they only just cover it for damage and stuff. But with the phones, I can confirm, at least in Australia anyway, lost and loss and theft, 15 bucks a month for the Pro. And it's as long as you keep paying it, it's protected. That is awesome, Apple. Really, really good. Very impressed by that. That was one of your best things. That's 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 probably not good if you the best part of the buying the phone is the actual Apple Care protection. Now, the good thing of the show, iPad Mini, brand new design, A15 chip, the same as going in the iPhone, A15 chip, full square design. It's now Apple Pencil ready. Very, very good. Loved it. Looks good. Colors. It's 5G. If you're going to run a chip in it. Why would you? It's next to 300 bucks. You can just go Wi-Fi to your, to your phone. Rear cameras, 12 megapixel, 1.8 aperture, perfect. It'll do 4K video, 12 megapixel wide for photos. Uh, it'll run the second gen pencil, not the first one, because the base iPad, you can still only use the first gen on that. Um, that's gonna be available 24th to 28th of September, so that's ready to rock. Uh, that looks really, really good. Loved it. Finger uh, print on the power button, that'll get you in. They've removed that off the screen, so it's a big screen, 8.3 inch screen, liquid retina, 500 nits, true tone, all that sort of fun stuff. Now that's 750 bucks, uh, just with Wi-Fi here in Australia. That was the best part of the show. Uh, I should have just stopped after that because yeah, after that it was went downhill, downhill. Anyway, hope that helps you. Uh, yeah, so if you're in the market for a new little iPad mini, uh, that actually looks the goods. I wouldn't touch the watch or the phone. Uh, get yourself a 12 before they delete them because they're now legacy. They're not gonna be selling them. They're gonna be selling two year old model uh, or three year old, I think it is. Um, so yeah, not good. Get a 12 maybe, you can get them still, well, they've still got some stock, but definitely the iPhone 13. I would wait if you can go to next year for the iPhone 14. We should see the notch go. We should see some actual changes to it. Uh, yeah. Mm. iPhone and watch, I wouldn't even worry about it. Uh, yeah. If you've, got a, if you've got a Series 6, I don't think, the, apart from a little bit less bezels, it's really not much value proposition at all. Radio. So winners of last night's uh, Canon R3 kicked its kicked ass. Uh, absolutely amazing. Great job to Canon. Uh, it was it was a really really good good job. So we've got more to come this week. Tech Timber still flying along, and uh, I'll see you tomorrow. Whether you're coming this way, that way, I'll see you the next show. Peace. <laughs>